Father. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 65 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, we're going to start off with uh, with our favorite uh, video game person, uh, Todd Howard. Uh, so just just to be clear, it's it's summer. We, we we say it's summer a lot, but we're saying it's summer because nothing happens in summer. So we've now resorted to uh, starting the show <laughs> with Sadik telling you about his crush. He's he's standing um, for Todd Howard, and uh, Todd Howard. I, I'll just let you take this one away. Um, so the article here, our news here is uh, Todd Howard is there is no cross play cross sorry cross console play for fallout 76 because sony is quote-unquote not as helpful as everyone would like uh i mean this is i mean we talked about uh fortnite's uh issues or like how fortnite accounts get contaminated by by being connected to a sony a sony account like a ps4 uh and so and Todd Howe is just like yeah we can't we can't do crossplay in in Fallout seventy six because Sony is just not so just not about it. And the best part about this right though is uh Sony last week uh Sean Lin- Sean Layden to be exact the president chief executive of Sony Interactive Entertainment America told Eurogamer that the company was looking at a lot of possibilities and would soon arrive as a, at a solution that in quotes which will be understood and accepted by our gaming community. That's, that's like the, the most backhanded way of fucking saying it. It's like, okay, if we're going to offer you guys a solution and you're going to accept it. Like what? Yeah, it's, it is. It's, 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 it's PR speak for like, we're going to have a solution and you're going to have to pay for it. Uh, that's, that's, that's what that is. Uh, that's just, you know, extreme PR speak. Uh, PR person wrote that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Sony, Sony's continuing to be hot garbage at, at you know, keeping up with the trends uh, of crossplay. Uh, not happening, apparently. Um, it's because, you know, I think we went on into it on the E3 episode, but um, because that episode was chopped and, and cut to all hell, I don't actually know how much... Uh, I, don't, I, I had to cut a lot of your uh, PSN sucks rant out. Um, I think I kept in the parts you went in about databases and stuff, but I don't, I'm, I'm going to be telling as I don't remember. But as we said on that episode, uh, it's, why Sony? It's 2018. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for any of this. Yeah, just let, just let people play the video games on the systems that they want with the people that they want. Like, that is, that is all I ask, Sony. Uh, he's like it's like right so 10 years ago microsoft never put office on ios right because they wanted people to buy a windows tablets instead but you know what no one fucking bought a windows tablet and people just google docs and like the same shit will happen to sony yep and so an app and now microsoft has some of the best apps on ios so we, we're gonna talk about that later uh but i think next topic uh android p preview 4 uh Gesture navigation and system icons uh, is apparently it. Uh, they changed up the what icons they changed. Uh, okay, so the story here really isn't that they changed icons. It's that um, I need to, I need to talk about stock Android, and I figured I throw in an Android story just so we could talk about it because uh, people who listened to yesterday's episode of Pentagon will know there's now a Pixel in this house, which means I get to play with the good Android, right? Like like you know like Samsung Android's always been dirty Android. And then, like, LG, like, doesn't even know how to make software. They just kind of, like... LG LG reminds me of, like... You remember, like, those Linux distros that weren't actually real distros, but someone would just pre-install a bunch of apps, throw on, like, a, a theme that broke two apps that were installed by default, and then called it, like, 
PC Linux OS 2018 Blaze It Edition. Oh my god, PC Linux OS is a real distro too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, just <the> fuck. <laughs> Um, I you just called out a Linux distro on the show. Linux nerds don't at me. Um, uh, use Mandriva. Oh wait, no, it doesn't exist anymore. Use no, OpenSUSE. Mandriva. Uh, Mandriva doesn't exist. It's, it's Magia it? now. Magia. Yeah, it's Magia. But uh, so, um, sorry, Linux nerds, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but but so, Android P has me excited because I've been playing around with a Pixel, and as much as we always talk shit about Android. Google's Android has always been good, right? Like the Nexus 7 Android on that was actually a good experience until everyone realized that uh Google had had like they put like what was it? The storage on it, it was so slow that it expired like milk rate. Like after like a week and a half of using the phone, it just slowed to a crawl or the tablet rather. Yeah, the the tap the first generation Nexus 7, uh, which I had by the way, which I bought, uh it was great until like uh, after a little bit, it's you, you could start to feel it like apps would launch much slower and, and like it was confusing because like this is stock android like stock android doesn't usually have that whole samsung thing of like falling apart in a year uh but it was the storage on it like the storage uh, the, the flash that they used the, the the vendor uh the odm that made it uh lg i guess they used whatever cheap flash that they could find uh, and it was not good. It failed. Uh, its performance was garbage. And after a while, it was just straight up unusable. Uh, and yeah, you just had to throw it out because it was, it was just not not doing the job. It was just and like Android on slow, bad flash storage is amazingly bad. It's it's like it's it's it can't keep up. It's just, just it, bad. it's surprisingly how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not don't don't. It's not a good experience. The second generation Nexus Seven though was was much better. Uh, they they did fix that. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the Nexus Seven, which was a great tablet, uh, despite its huge flaw. Uh, um, but yeah, so so back to the Pixel though, right? So, yeah. Besides the fact that, you know, uh, every time you sneeze when you use a Pixel or you touch something, it enables everything in the Google Privacy Dashboard settings instead of turning <laughs> off your location settings. <laughs> Ignoring that, like, Sock Android's so nice to use. Like, I, I finally got the ability to play with all the notification stuff that we're always going on about, right? And it works so well. And, like, the even retroactively, like, permission stuff is now, like, or at least on 8.1 right now, works for everything. So even though it'll tell you to break old apps, you could still, like, go ahead and disable permissions preemptively on apps um but what really surprised me about sock android is how little google stuff's in it it doesn't the pixel by default doesn't come with every google play app it doesn't come with every google drive app right it just comes with like gmail google drive play movies play music youtube uh no hangouts so like it has a very minimal install um and and which i think is an interesting way of approaching it the device also runs fast like it it's like simple, which is weird because I never, that's never what I've gotten from Android, but Google has put in enough work into it to make it simple. And now that I've like been using Android and now I'm looking at these Android P changes, I feel like they're for the better. Um, I still think it's silly that Google's doing gesture navigations, but not removing the bar, right? Like they're still keeping that fixed with bar. So while you get gesture navigations, you don't reclaim any screen space which i think is the wrong yeah, way to go about it i mean because i know they have to keep yeah. the back button because mm-hmm. the android wasn't built like to some apps like so rely on the back button i feel like maybe if because i think gesture controls aren't even enabled by default so if you do enable them it should at the very least like tell the user that hey if you want to go back just swipe back on the on the bar 
like how uh like because ios you could swipe left and right to make um to make app switch on the bar uh whether it's the ipad ios 12 one or on the iphone 10 i feel like so if they just made that ui like a system-wide back button instead well while maybe a little more confusing since we're already doing gesture navigations i don't think it increases like the cognitive load of it too much uh yeah i i, I don't know how i feel about just uh, it's a hard word gesture navigation uh uh, I don't think I've ever used a phone with it because I've been using iOS for like two years now. Um, and iOS obviously without, uh, the, as recently as the iPhone 10 is when they added the gesture navigation stuff. So I haven't had an experience with the iOS version yet. So I, I actually don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about gesture navigation versus using like on-screen buttons or like a physical button. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I like it on the iPad. I think it works on the iPad. Um, it, it makes it easier and it doesn't, and it makes it so you don't have to worry about like, like hitting buttons. I know. And that seems weird. Right. But like double clicking the home button is like, so while it's instinctive, when the screens get larger, it's just so much easier to just swipe up and then left to switch apps. Right. Because so because like, imagine on your phone, right? If you swipe up to the half point and then swipe left or right really quick, you will just hop into the next app. So like the app will slide back and then it'll it'll throw itself the screen will throw itself into the next app so you don't have to open up the multitasking thing it works the same on on the iPad too you know you know it's interesting you talk uh, talk about this we'll get to the iOS stuff in a minute uh, but yeah like I never used the multitask switcher in iOS this is I'll get to that in a later bit uh, on at least on my iPhone. I'll talk to, I'll talk about that in a bit uh, because it's it's weird it's it's a holdover from when I used to use iOS back in the day, but uh, oh that's right because you used iOS back in the day when it was like just the app icons that would slide up from the bottom of the screen right yeah um, oh right it's, it's it's a really bad habit I, I I my use of iOS is is not great uh, it's not it's not efficient so you're not a power user ah uh, no no I'm definitely not an iOS power user I, the only iOS device I have is is my phone. Uh, and that honestly sits on the on the other charging dock most of the time. So, uh, but also the one one last thing about the Pixel before we move on, and that is that yes, the camera is amazing, but Google Lens is like actually cool. And I normally don't care about the sort of like AR OCR recognition features, right? Like I know Amazon has one if you want to buy crap off of Amazon, but because remember it used to be Google goggles back in the day. But now it's integrated into the camera app. Yeah, the Google. And it's been genuinely yeah. useful because uh, Android now ships with the Measure app too for AR core devices. So you can you can do all the Measure stuff and then do object recognition, and it seems more I guess useful for, for like people who aren't as technical, which is which makes me happy with Android because that's what iOS's thing used to always be. Right, iOS was useful, but it was more useful if you didn't care about going into the nitty gritty of things. As and Apple's been changing that with like iOS twelve and the such. But um, no, yeah, Google's Pixel Android gets a thumbs up for me. Um, but uh, still tracking everything you do, and uh, also Samsung Androids gross. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Moving on, uh, we have uh, the Xbox One July update, uh, which comes with two big features, I guess. Uh, fast Start and Groups. Uh, fast Start is the big one, right? Fast Start is... Uh, uh, it apparently is like this is, is this thing where it like, identifies which files are needed to begin playing and then prioritizes that download. 
So essentially, it grabs which bits it needs first, like which bits are important to get first, and then grabs this like kind of how BitTorrent can work. Uh, it's cool, I guess, because the current way it works is the uh, is what is it called? They call it what, what's the feature called where it like downloads a little bit and then you can start the game, right? Uh, pre-launch or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's something preload, like that. something like that. But it, it never works quite well, right? Like you, it's it's not not all games supported like nicely and some games that's just like the main menu uh and stuff like that so this is this is cool but this also needs uh like the games to support it so you know i guess the first party titles are going to be like the first few games to actually support it but uh everything else we're gonna have to wait uh groups <laughs> this is this is not really like an innovative feature groups are just folders uh to put games in like it's to categorize games into folders which is useful, is, which is useful yeah, because I mean, the, more of like games of gold games you get, right? Like I have yeah. like 260, 250 games on my Xbox. And I mean, I have like eight terabytes of storage. So that's why they're downloaded, right? But am I ever <laughs> going to play more than 20 of those Jesus games? Christ. No. Um, uh, Jesus. Uh, like I, I, I gave up on categorizing my Steam library a long time ago. I don't even keep it visible. Like I hide everything that is not installed. Uh, because that's just it's just I don't just don't have time to deal with that. Uh, it's just up. And Steam doesn't have good tools to categorize stuff. It's really painful to categorize stuff with Steam. By the way, uh, is it is Steam still just like a scrolling list of game titles? It, mostly, yes. Yeah. Oh my god! But no. it's, I mean, it's a little bit better than that. I mean, it's it's not as bad as it used to be a few years ago. But you can just like you can put stuff in the categories. You can hide stuff that's like not installed. Right? You can only. Uh, show install stuff like you know they show certain categories uh but the categories thing is still weird it's like uh you have to put stuff in folders one at a time they can't do multiple games at once like it's it's painful when you have anything more than like 50 games uh which is a lot of people uh because steam sales are, are a thing and people buy a lot of games uh so yeah this is cool uh there's also what else this uh Search is easier now. You just press Y yeah. instead of like I think you had to press the hamburger menu button and to get to like a search beforehand or right. from the if, when you tap the Xbox button. Yeah, uh, there's also like a mixer share controller thing. Like they made share controller through the website and you can do it through I guess on your phone as well. Uh, so how does that work? How does the share controller feature work? Because I I don't. I think on your phone it would just bring up like. Uh, a screen that has the buttons of the okay. controller, and then oh, okay. someone could like just hit the buttons remotely and have it go through, That's which I think makes more sense for maybe like Telltale couch games, co-op? yeah, yeah. Like couch co-op style games yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, also, broadcasting uh, mixed streamers can now go full screen with their webcam uh, while while broadcasting. Uh, also, the image quality uh, broadcasts. Uh, so it goes from 720p to 1080p. Oh, 60, up, so, I think. The, so, so the up the res. And, yeah, they have the resolution. Okay, so I guess they probably update up the bit rate too, uh, because if if you go 1080p, you're gonna have to update the bit rate. Uh, so that's that's all like news stuff mostly. Well, um, okay, wait. So before I gotta, I ask you one question. Yeah. Since you make fun of the fact that I have eight terabytes of storage on my Xbox and a lot of games installed. Yeah. How how do I deal with this? You've dealt with this problem for ten years of having too many games to play. And not never playing any of them because I, there's so much shit in your library. I ignore it. 
How? How does that work? I, because I hide it. I, it doesn't appear. Like, uh, I, see, I, I've I've made peace with the fact that I can't play most of the games and that are in my Steam library. Like, I've just made peace with it. I just made peace that it's it's not happening. So, might as well just play the games I want to play right now. Uh, just deal with it because it's like l- l- life is too short to play like games that you don't want to play because you want to like get through your library or whatever. Uh, so I just, I just, whatever. I, I most of the time, like I haven't actually like uh, the only game I launched through Steam like over the last couple of weeks is this like Dead Cells, and everything else is just like Overwatch or like I play like Splatoon two on my Switch. It's I don't like I, I just play the games I want to play. Uh, it doesn't matter either uh, my library is big or not. It's just it's it's not really relevant uh, to me. So it, which is also why I don't really buy a lot of games as much as I used to. Like I used to buy. Uh, games and humble bundles and like s- s- Steam sales and stuff, and I I only bought the one game Steam sales. So yeah, yeah, that's that's just the mentality change over the years. It's it's I don't think it's, it's necessarily also I have less time, so I, I try not to worry about it. So are you saying that maybe we should like look at games differently then, instead of like being something you want to commit to? It's more of like I'm and I'm I'm about to use the worst metaphor ever. Please don't at me, nerds. But instead of like fine dining, it's kind of more of like fast food, right? Where you just kind of dip it and get something and then leave. I mean, sure, if you want to look at it, look at it that way. But I don't. I don't actually look at it, at it as fast food most of the time. Like, sure, if I'm playing like I don't know, like uh, Overwatch quick play, then it's yeah, then it's fast food, right? But if I, but if I'm like playing like a single player game, like say I'm playing God of War. Uh, on the PS4 or so, like Legend of Zelda, like that's not fast food, right? That's like that's like fine dining, uh, to use your kind of terrible metaphor. But uh, yeah, like I don't like I don't look at it as like what well, I used to. It's like I don't view games, collecting games as the hobby. Like I view playing games as the hobby now. So it's like I don't care about what games I have in my library as long as I'm enjoying the ones that I'm playing, right? It's it's not really important to me that I have like a billion games in my Steam library. Uh, I think it's like the same way of like anime, right? You remember we used to like keep up with like anime seasons, but then nowadays I just like go on to country or whatever and I just pick like probably like, okay, actually, I do need to bring this up because I like, so I, I saw this one anime a while back, like a 12 episode show. It was about this girl who like is 30 and quits her job to just play MMOs all day. And then she meets them from the game and they like start going out and stuff. And it was really cute. Um, MMO replay something. I don't know. But uh, it was an interesting show. It was like good. Like, you know, it was based off a light novel. So it was just an adaptation, but it ended on a nice note. Like the pacing was good. And then it then it turns out, it turns out the director of that anime uh denies the holocaust on twitter <sighs> and the best part of okay not the best part the worst part about it too is that he tweeted it in japanese and english his <sighs> holocaust denial holy shit and i didn't know this till after i like watched it right so now i'm so conflicted because i was watching it and i was enjoying the show but like i can't support the show because of the director but like I had a good time watching the show still, right? Because I didn't know, and now I'm, like, feeling weird about it. Right. It's like when you play a game and then you find out, like, the developer's, like, major garbage afterwards. Yeah, it's it's like playing Minecraft. It's like you play (laughs) Minecraft and you're like, it's fun, and then you're like, fuck, Notch made this, and fuck Notch. Oh, God. Ouch. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's... 
that's yeah that's 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 sad that's that's unfortunate uh oof, yeah it's just like with anime yeah i just i maybe watch one anime a year now like that's how bad like that's how it's gone well i mean most uh, animes nowadays are just kind of like fan service to all hell like i'm watching this one show it's about a foreigner who opens a maid cafe, but they're all anime tropes. And one girl's a sundere, uh, sundere, sundere. Sundere. Yeah, that. Yeah. Another girl is like, uh, she she is an emoto. I'm I'm oh. sorry, I'm pronouncing these she, Japanese right. She's doing like the whole sister trope, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the new hire, who's the main character of the show, is like a nice girl who's hired to be a sadist to all the com- customers. And it is probably the worst show I've ever seen. But it's such a hot garbage train that I can't stop watching it. This, this okay you mentioned fast food that sounds like oh this oh, is extreme fast food most oh, of my God. anime diet occurs or uh, <laughs> is composed of shit that i forget i watched within like a week of watching it yep uh i used to do that a lot like i i remember like stay like uh this, this is what happens if you keep up with anime seasons uh and you try to watch like as many shows as you possibly can you watch a lot of garbage that you're gonna forget like a week later like that's that's just how like, there's just so much garbage. It's just, it's just how it is. It's I mean, hard. it's like with music too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Future just dropped the mixtape that's seven tracks, and the only thing I remember is that one song is called Wi-Fi Lit, because the fucking song is called Wi-Fi Lit. And, and like, how Drake dropped, like, a fucking ridiculous two-CD album, and the only tracks I remember are the singles. Uh, because- uh, what you mean? What you mean, man's? Everything Drake <laughs> drop hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, you're before bad. before you're anyone bad. gets upset at me. I'm not trying to make fun of Jamaicans here. I'm making no, fun no, of no. Drake oh, yeah. trying to sound like he's yeah, Jamaican. Drake, Drake trying to do the whole uh, because Jamaican Drake patrol. had a freestyle today um, on Duppy, which is this UK uh, YouTube channel. And men's were talking like everything like this. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> Drake doesn't, he's not from that part of the world. He doesn't get to do the patois. He doesn't get to be like Ting. He doesn't get to be like men's not hot. Like he's not big shock. He can't do that. <sighs> I, I see, see the thing. I think Drake generally thinks he's trying to like, like he's he's he. I don't think he, he disrespects the culture, but everybody, it comes off as disrespectful because it just it just feels like uh like kind of like a bit of a put on right. It feels fake. But um, but, but okay. So here's a vertical between Drake and our show. So last song on Scorpion called March 14th. Apparently, according to the song, right, that's the day he found out he has a kid. You know what he was doing on March 14th, right, of this year. He was playing fucking Fortnite with Ninja and Travis Scott. Remember? Oh, holy shit. Holy shit. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, wow. I, I'm pretty sure it was like March 14th. It was around that time. It was when he did the Twitch stream. And that's the date he apparently found out he has a kid. Fuck Drake. I don't care if he's think he's being nice or not. He also has tracks on this album. I didn't want to fucking talk about Scorpion. I'm fucking All talking right, let's about do it. it. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's talk do about it. Scorpion. All right. So. Oh. Scorpion is Drake's latest album. It's 14 hours long, and it's him crying <laughs> into a fucking closet about getting curved by some girl on Twitter that he didn't deserve, anyways. Oh, what? God's plan. Like, and nice for what exactly? Uh, that's the only song on this album that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. We're all upset. We had to listen to this. <laughs> I'm upset that I wasted like nearly two hours of my life listening to that. Uh, that's two hours I never get back. Uh, I so. got I got through disc one, then I'm like, fuck it, I I, I can't. Do I should have done that. Yeah, honestly, I should have just been like, I, I I because I apparently I need to like listen to the whole thing because I can't like judge it properly if I don't listen to the whole thing because apparently I'm like a music reviewer now or something. But uh, Static, like, the mu- the internet's busiest music nerd. Oh, please, no! I gotta get a better <laughs> catchphrase. 
That's that's a bad catchphrase. Uh, like, yeah, the album is just so boring, and it's and the best part, or rather the worst part, is it's it's, it's broken streaming records again. I guess a billion. A billion. No <laughs> album's even broken five hundred million. And this is like, and it's like Apple Music and Spotify. So granted, Spotify isn't putting in everyone's faces, but Apple Music doesn't work like that, right? You open Apple Music, you get to your library, so you have to go looking for that Drake song. Although, I, I guess we should probably maybe mention that Apple Music now has more subscribers than Spotify, which is interesting that Spotify has got overshadowed so quickly. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a default app on iOS devices, which, is, which makes it a very strong... So this means like, that Android users don't pay for music? I mean... Maybe, maybe that's flaming too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, let's not get into that. I mean, YouTube does background play on Android for free where it doesn't on iOS, so... Or is it picture-in-picture? Picture? It's one of those two that you can do for free on Android. We have to pay for it on iOS. But still, like, the point being, like, I think YouTube streams are included with this, right? Because YouTube can let you listen to albums um, with ad-free... Or not ad-free, but with ads now, especially now that YouTube Music is Google's flagship music product. So you can... YouTube's still included in this. So it's like... Okay, so if you like a Drake album, please at me. Like, I'm being serious. I, mean, I can at you right now. No, I like. Not, 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 okay, so if you like this Drake album, if you thought Scorpion was good enough, please okay, at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you like Scorpion, please, please, I want to talk to you because this is honestly, in my opinion, the worst Drake album. Like, this is like the this worst. This is probably the worst album to drop this year from a major artist. Oof. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, and this it's, is even saying "Yay, Yay" is a better album than this. Also, I we didn't talk about Kanye West because fuck Kanye West. Go listen to the Beyonce and Jay Z uh, album, The Carters, or as they're called. That's 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 a good one. That's the dope everything and everything is love is a great album. Although, um, I'm upset again, <laughs> a about this Drake album, but b the Kanye West Kid Cudi uh, collab project Kid C Ghost is genuinely a great album. It is, it's like an amazing album, and I hate the fact that it's Kanye who made it, because I can't support it, right? Uh, yeah, I can't, like, my brother told me about this, and I can't, I can't do it. It's the worst part, though. It's a good album. It's, like, genuinely some of, like, the dopest shit I've heard in a while, um, but, like, I can't, I can't do it, because it's, I can't support Kanye, although I did... If, so I'll admit to being problematic here where I did let myself listen to the Tiana Taylor album because I feel like even though Kanye produced it, I should still support black women who aren't problematic. Right? And Tiana Taylor, Taylor can like genuinely sing. Yeah. Uh, also, the Brockhampton single came out. Uh, so that's also, you know, another track that he probably should listen instead of Scorpion. because And uh, Brockhampton, now less problematic since the mirror is gone. Oh fuck yeah, yeah that that was mm, that was some shit. Uh, oof. Uh, so I think that's enough. Uh, well, I got one last thing. One last thing on the Scorpion album. The problem with Drake being so popular is that people kind of listen to a lot of Drake, so a lot of their views on relationships and stuff get tinted by Drake. And Drake is telling dudes, like cis dudes specifically, that oh, if she follows you, that means she's leading you on, and other bullshit like that, right? Like he's teaching them to be fuckboys, and that's like part of the problem I have with Drake being so popular. Yeah, that's that's my real. Yeah, that's my. Like, I don't even care that his music is corny or it's or it's not. It's boring or it's it's just that the whole message, like the whole Instagram girls thing, uh, like browsing Instagram and like Twitter followers and like 
getting in your DMs. Like, that stuff is just, please, please stop. Like, that is even worse than the Jamaican Patois. Like, I'll, 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 like, Jamaican Patois is, is whatever. It's funny, but, uh, like, that stuff is not, it's not funny. It's just, please, please stop. It's, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, so, well, I guess moving on to something from, from from one corporate hellscape to another corporate oh, hellscape. Jesus. The App Store turned ten this week. Yeah, uh, the Apple App Store to be specific. Uh, so, uh, the App Store was launched uh, July ten, two thousand eight. So that would that would make it ten years. Uh, in a couple of days, right? It's not July. Two days 10, from now. Two July days. 8th. Yeah, yeah. So uh, two days from now. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna, we wanted to take like this opportunity to talk about iOS apps, right? And um, some Android apps. Android apps. Uh, all right, Christian, you can start because you probably have like some pet Android app that you want to talk about. Okay, so um, as a whole, I like apps. I think I think native native apps are good. Um, we're not going to discourse about the other shit right now. That's tired at this point or sleepy. Because uh, side note, the wired tired thing has some like sort of ableist. Uh, linkings to it that I didn't realize because it implies right that like someone being like tired is like a bad thing right and then you have people who are like chronically fatigued and stuff so uh try and get that out of your vocabulary as I will try to as well uh this is like a general ad to everyone listening like if this is a discord room this would be at everyone um I'm sorry for that metaphor I've spent too much time online okay but so I I like apps like like when I use Windows Phone I use like the two native apps that existed for Windows Phone and mind you, they're really good. Like, there's this one native Twitter app called Aries, which is really dope. And then Pocket Cast had a really great Windows uh, phone app. Um, and then, of course, everyone knows the story. Microsoft stopped believing in themselves. And they, uh, I think it's like in Naruto, right? When you go to the dark side of the force. <laughs> that's how that that's, works. That's Star Wars. Um, uh, it's, Naruto's the same thing. It's just one has more edgy teenagers than another one. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> but uh, then, so Android. I've always had a mixed bag of Android because every time there's a great app, it ends up getting bought out or like abandoned. So remember, uh, Action Launcher. No, Action Launcher still exists, but Link Bubbles. Remember that app? Link Bubbles was an app where you could um, you'd open links and they'd open as bubbles that floated across the screen instead of kicking you out of your app, which is a genuinely cool idea. Idea, but then it got sold. I think the actually the brave people bought it. So and Chris Lacey Brave, was a developer, right? Yeah, Chris Lacey's a developer, but I think he sold it to the Brave people. So now Brave has that built in and don't support Brave because the uh CEO of it um is homophobic. Uh yeah, the what's his name? I don't even remember. Brandon Ike Ielch E L I C H. I don't know how you pronounce that last name. I saw him speak once when I was in Orlando. Uh but that's he I don't support him or the things he does. Um I didn't know back then. But so like right, it gets sold or they just get abandoned. So one of my favorite RSS apps for Android is one called Press. Um, it was great on the Nexus 7. It was beautifully done, had a great icon. It was hollow, but it was like it had enough character. And the typography on it is a- amazing, too, because it's like an RSS reader. You want them to have good typography. That's like why I've always had a problem with some of these Android RSS readers. Like they don't really re- pay attention to line heights or anything like that. So it feels like I'm reading an email and not like an article. Yeah, it feels like a web view, right? It's just like a, like a slightly stylized web view uh it's enough, some a little bit more thought put in there yeah and so the press is really great and they just stopped making it i mean i understand why probably right because like 
you can't make money selling Android apps independently. Like it's really hard for iOS developers to do it, right? Even though more people spend more money on iOS in terms of like pure like revenue for the app store, it's still right. Like Marco Arment's able to do what he does because he got stock for being like the second employee at Tumblr, right? Like not everyone can be Marco Arment. Not everyone had stock options from when Yahoo bought Tumblr, right? And people like David Smith, right, did consulting on the side before they fully went into the iOS apps. And they and they exist in the kind of niches where people will pay money. And if you're, say, like, making a Twitter app, no one's going to buy it nowadays. There's a reason why Twitterific is $20 and Tweetbot is $20 on the Mac. Because you have to charge an exorbitant amount for it. Same thing with, like, uh, to-do apps, right? Like, things. Things on my phone was $10. $50 for the Mac version. And if I wanted to get on the iPad, I have to pay another $20 because that's the only way they can support themselves. And while that's expensive software, right? It's I don't mind paying for software like this because I use it all the time and it helps me. But I get for like regular people, like that's a lot of money, especially when Google Docs is free and it makes it so that developers aren't unable to make profits because apps doesn't work or ads don't work on mobile apps, right? Like selling, like putting ads in your app is like almost as bad as like putting ads in a YouTube video, right? Unless you're like Casey Neistat or MKBHD, you're not really making that much money off of it. Right, right. If you don't have enough impressions. Uh, if you like if your app is big enough where ad impressions are making you money, like that's that's yeah, that's that's not a lot of people. Like it's not a lot of people that it works for. Uh so it's not like sustainable, right? Uh so uh so what are we talking about? So the app store, uh I remember what was back when I had uh what was it? The iPod Touch second gen iPod Touch. Uh, that was when was when was that? 2011, like, right? That's when they had the camera on it, didn't it? Yeah, and uh, these screenshots in this is this press article. Uh, like the screenshot. I mean, this is taking me back. Like those uh, silver and blue and black sort of like what did they call them? Like bars? Like it's very uh, title or navigation bars? Navigation bars, like the whole. Uh, old style ios ui controls right yeah yeah how this how small the screen is like it feels really tiny um like i remember back then like ios apps were like games were the big thing like everybody wanted to buy all the games uh like it was a big platform for games and still is uh, like a huge platform this is before games too had loot boxes um the good the good old days although i mean consoles someone's always going to at me if I mention loot boxes. Consoles are just as bad as this as loot boxes were now. I remember, like, you remember the online passes for video games? Yeah, yeah. Online passes, that's... that's. Mm. I actually missed that era. Like, I missed that era of video games, which I'm glad for, because that's stupid. Uh, but I'm in a, in a worse era now. Like, it's loot boxes everywhere. Uh, but let's talk about apps, right? Let's talk about some favorite apps. Uh, I'll start. Uh, one of my favorite apps right now is probably uh is probably sleep plus plus uh, actually we talked about david smith earlier right yep yeah like uh sleep plus plus is i think an example of uh like when he revamped this app like it's just so much better like the, the everything from like the font choices the way it works uh, the way it, its options are oriented, like how it like notifies you or doesn't notify you, like I feel like it's an example of like when developers like respect uh, users, and that's something I can also respect, right? It's like a developer is being conscious of what he what you want to do, 
uh, and implementing that in their app, which is which is good. Uh, that's Sleep Plus Plus. Uh, they also have another app I think called uh, was it Pedometer Plus Plus? I think is yeah, the Pedometer Plus Plus. There's uh, yeah. Workouts Plus Plus, and there's Activity Plus Plus. I yeah. use all those apps on my Apple so Watch. If, I don't use any of the stock Apple ones. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so if you're into like the fitness stuff, uh, they give take, take a look on your own iOS. Go take a look at David Smith's apps because they're, they're quite good they're well designed they have a lot of thought put into it and they, they run really well and they're all like uh how are they like uh business wise it's mostly like uh ads, ads but you can right? just pay to remove the ads yeah and it's like a one-time fee to remove the ads stuff at least with sleep plus plus uh so yeah that's that's one of my favorites uh another one is probably uh, probably Pocket Cast on iOS. Like, I know people like Overcast, like Christian uses Overcast. Uh, uh, Marco Arment is even mentioned in this press briefly from Apple, which is amazing. Uh, but, uh, I still, I still use Pocket Cast from back. This is a holdover from back in the day when I used to use Android. I well, po- I mean, if, if I was still using Android or Windows, I would be using Pocket Cast. I only use Overcast because I think it's the better option on iOS, but like, it's, I don't care what, pocket, what podcast app you're using as long as you have our podcast in your podcast app. Uh, oh, my. hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, I don't even, I don't even have hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag uh, brand placement, brand oh, sponsored. Brand sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I honestly, like, I, I don't have a lot of apps that I literally like on, like, there's also Transit. I forgot, I forgot, I almost forgot about Transit. Uh, Transit is an app for like what what like what do I categorize like transportation right like that, public transportation public transportation uh it it integrates stuff like uh it does so much stuff now it does like subway schedules bus schedules uh like you can tell it to you can give it like a destination at a at a and it'll figure out a route and it'll like it'll give you like alerts when you're supposed to like leave the house and get onto the bus stop like it does like a lot of these and it is amazingly designed it works. Uh, quite well. I've been using it for like holy shit. I've been using it for like five years now. It's been, it's been a long time. Uh, or no, not even five years. Like, well, ever since I have an iOS, like I've I've been using Transit ever since I found out about it. Uh, also, what else? Uh, okay, so I'm I'm giving more Android recommendations. Uh, we mentioned Chris Lacey earlier, but Action Launcher is was my favorite launcher when I used Android. Now that Google Assistant and like the Pixel Launcher are a thing, I honestly don't know what's the best launcher. But back when I was using Android, I really loved uh, Action Launcher. Um, Tasker as well is like a great app, even though it is literally <laughs> the kitchen sink. Sometimes you still need the kitchen sink, right? Yeah, sometimes yes, yeah. Sometimes you still need that power tool right to, to do the power tasks yep if you're like if you're on ios right now i would say pick up workflow because it's similar but tasker is more more powerful i see the thing is i i have workflow but i rarely use it like i'm not an ios like let's let's uh, we mentioned this earlier right uh i'm not an ios power user so let me talk about how bad my ios usage is like every time like say i'm i'm like heading out of the house and i need to like do two things i need to like uh I need to launch transit and I need to launch like my music player or my podcast player. Right. So now people who are supposed to use iOS the bright way would be like, okay, I like have those already in my multitasker view because I always launch them. And so I just, so other people would just go to the multitasker view and switch between them. What I do instead is I go back to the fucking home screen every time uh, to switch apps. 
because that's how my brain works, apparently. Like, it's it's strange, because uh, if anybody else saw me using my phone, they'd be like, saw like, like, are like, do you know there's a multitask switcher? And yes, I do know. Uh, it's just it's just more convenient to go back to the home screen and then launch the app from the home screen again instead of switching. Uh, and I don't know, feel free to add me about my I, I I won't shame you. I accept you for who you are, <laughs> even though you use it objectively the worst way. I mean, um, it's... It, I don't. I don't know. It just feels more like all the apps I want to use on a regular basis are on the home screen, right? So it's like, yeah, it's inefficient because I can just double press the home button to get in the multitasker menu uh, to switch. So, do you also Google websites when you want to go to them instead of typing them into the URL bar? I'm sorry, that might be too too meat of a dunk. No, no, no. Actually, I don't do that because uh, that's. I mean that that's that's not. I don't do that because uh, that's. That habit was broken a long time ago because of Chrome's Omnibar, right? Because oh I yeah, because it auto completes, right? Yes. Right, right. So I just I just type stuff in the address bar now. It's it's fine. Uh, but yeah, my use of iOS it's 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 a bit bit strange. Uh, not very efficient. So I'm not I'm not a power user. I don't use my phone that much. Uh, but what else? Like I I don't really have any. Um, well, I got more Android ones while you're, right, if you're still thinking. Yeah, yeah, go uh, ahead. For music, if you don't want to use a uh, cloud music app and you are like some of our friends who listen to the show and uh, have extreme library, you know, I'm just saying rip what.cd. I miss you. But uh, rip, rip, rest in peace. Power Amp and Double Twist Music Player were like the two that I always liked back when I used uh, Android. Mm, double Twist. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long ass time. Uh, Jesus. So once again, I need to keep saying with these Android recommendations, I stopped using Android in 2015. So (laughs) if any of these have gone to shit, please let me know. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, Because I want to know if if any of these have gone to shit. Uh, I mean, I can talk about a few games that I like. Uh, I've talked about these before. Uh, Odyssey. uh, Also, Alto's Odyssey and Alto's Adventure, right? The the first one is... uh, There's also Threes, which is also very good. and to be honest, there's also like I use like the <sighs> wow I'm drawing a blank here like I like the the to do app I use is Todoist and that's honestly nothing special to be honest uh, it's 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 all right it's it's not it's not it's not the greatest thing in the world but it's a to do app it doesn't have to be exciting but I don't I don't actually use that many iOS apps on a daily basis it's it's kind of like I'm not that I'm actually thinking about it most of the apps just spotify and podcasts that's that's it like basically uh, other than the messaging apps which well i mean i guess i can talk about ios apps now okay so ios apps that i think are all good but for, okay so let's start with the ones that cost money i'll start with the expensive ones first fantastic how bear things unread overcast um i don't actually have my phone on me right now so let me look at my watch and see activity plus plus all of david smith's stuff um, dark sky is a great app for the weather uh deliveries is a good app for tracking deliveries, oh, I have deliveries yes um uh, yeah let's see what else p calc is a great calculator app <laughs> yeah, um i know on android you can actually get like full-on replacements for graphing calculators but those don't really exist on the uh on ios um tweetbot is still the best twitter app ever oh, made tw- i you know it's it's like a thing because I, ha- I i don't have a twitter account anymore so it's it doesn't exist uh but Tweedbot, holy shit! Now that's that's a quality app. Like, like 
like it's it's one of the best like social apps out there period like i, I it doesn't even matter to me what platform like tw- tweetbot is honestly it's best on the mac it's best on it's, it's on ios it's the best iOS on, like, version better is, than android apps it's, the it's, iOS version, is, like the best one i think the ios version is like is like an example of like like app design that is I, like i don't think any social app on ios matches what tweetbot does it just feels extremely good to use uh and it just like it makes you want to use it more uh and also like it's it's yeah it's just it's like it's well designed it's like all these little features in there like it's just i mean it's amazing like uh, it's, it's almost like almost you almost want to use the garbage fire that is twitter just to use twitbot because exactly tweetbot makes twitter nice if yeah you mute, if you mute it enough i have enough like mute filters on my twitter account <laughs> i don't see any any of this shit but oh, um also too the don't at me please over this one best writing app ever i writer <laughs> I so like it actually doesn't matter like it's just a fancy text editor like let's be real and it's only really good for markdown but I fucking love IA writer I will sing the praises of it every day I think I've done it before um I also have more windows recommendations but these ones are for windows apps that you can use right now um if you like RSS and you were using windows 10 next gen reader has been great since the windows 8.1 releases I always liked using next gen reader um honestly outside of that like twitter has a pwa for windows 10 it's actually pretty nice instagram has a native app although since i i feel like talking about like chat apps or like maybe is is like not allowed on this <laughs> round <laughs> table whatever the fuck we're having right now yeah, yeah but i mean i've used snapchat on like every platform since i was 16 well, yeah God. i was still in high school God. when i started using you, you snapchat, just made right? everybody feel old I had a phone me. running Android Froyo when I was in <sighs> when I was a junior in high school, and that was like Jesus the first time I started using Snapchat. Jesus so Christ. I've almost been using Snapchat for like what sixteen? No, no, no. I was fifteen. I was a fifteen when I was a junior. So fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty. Six years. No, seven years. Fuck. I've been using Snapchat for like seven or eight years. Um, granted, my Snapchat usage has dropped down a lot since I like graduated high school and stopped going to college. Like most. Uh, most quote-unquote adults don't really use it as much and especially in the circle i'm in right now with a bunch of people on mastodon like you bring up snapchat and everyone's like that ui is so bad so like no one uses it there yep i mean mastodon's ui is not much better but we, we don't see people talk about that um but yeah like social apps i like i i, I don't even like to talk about the social apps because it's like it's like Instagram is not like it's just the app has actually gotten worse. Like Instagram it's not even, used to be good, but now um it's becoming Facebook but with more photos. Yep, yep, and I can't even like really use it anymore. Like it's and also the algorithmic feed is hot garbage. Like I I don't like it. I hate it. Uh, messaging apps like WhatsApp is is all right. Uh, but I mean I I don't know about WhatsApp anymore. I do, WhatsApp I could trust it, but now like everyone who was there during the acquisition left like i don't really know um wire is good but uh i wire is too scandinavian for me in terms of design like <laughs> that's a weird thing to say <laughs> that is like weird. the fact that wire was made in switzerland makes exact sense to me because this is how i would expect the swiss to like design an app it is like the most like minimal everything's flat super thin like icons and stuff and like i feel like wire just wastes too much space 
Like the amount of like space you get for the actual conversation is really small compared to the Chrome of the app. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, and it's it's very he- heavy on icons, uh, which is also a problem. But that's not really a like a dis- like a it's a platform specific problem. Like there's not much space to put text, obviously, on labels. Uh, well, you hide things in a drawer like iMessage does, and while that's a bad solution, you mm, want to give you want to give more room to the conversation. Thread. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that much I can agree with. Uh, also, Telegram actually, the iOS app is pretty good. Telegram has like the best. It's so Telegram is the best chat app that you can use in terms of like pure apps. I'm not saying it's the best service. I'm not saying it's the best security. I'm saying in terms of a designed chat app that on every platform you use will give you a native experience, that is Telegram. Telegram has a great Mac app. iOS app is amazing. The web app is great. The Windows phone app was native. The Windows 10 app might be native. There's like a native Linux app. There's like an Android version that's that's native. They're all native and they're all great. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, they're all great. Uh, so from a pure shout up, pure, like pure performance perspective, it's, it's definitely the winner. Uh, what else we have? Like, I mean, we talked about Apple maps last week, right? Uh, I use, I use Apple maps. I don't use Google maps. I don't install Google maps for my phone. Most of the time I don't need maps to, to begin with, to be fair. Uh, but when I do, it's, it's, it works well enough in my city that I don't have to worry about it. Right. Uh, but if you're if you're in a locale where it's it's like inaccurate or like bad, it's probably best to just stick with Google Maps because, yeah, when when Apple Maps is bad, it can get pretty bad. Uh, uh, how do you feel about the stock music app? Like you use Apple Music, so I, I like how do you feel about the iOS so, music? Hot app? take here: the the best music player I've ever used was the original Zune one for Windows, and nothing has come close to it yet. Um, it was Zune and then Rhythmbox before it went GTK3. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a throwback. That's yeah, a, those are... And I have yet to find a music app that is as nice as that. Um, Apple Music works for me. Like, it does everything I need it to, to do, right? Right, right. I have weird tastes in music apps. So, like, I don't like Spotify. I thought Spotify was a little bit better before they redesigned it. And back when it had, like, that ugly lime green look to it right when it was like a before it went holo or anything like that on android i thought it was a little bit better then but i still didn't like it um the windows all the music players on windows phone were kind of blah groove music was nice actually i like groove music because it it, it, it brought back some of those things from zune that i thought was nice but like zune had like the wildest but the like best design and then like in terms of pure library management and feature support and everything just working how i want to and it being reliable rhythm box on ubuntu 10.10 has always been the best for me while while, while we're talking ridiculous music apps uh power amp on android uh has an amazing theming engine it is honestly uh like that app does like honestly it is one of the best apps on android i to be honest like i have i used it for a long time there are some like screenshots of my themes that i used oh man i I didn't have very good design taste uh but that's so um i remember this one time you sent me a screenshot i think it was in an email it was if you're listening to a clara song and i think you had an anime you had an anime theme going on in the power ramp yes yeah but yeah yeah, i i think i still might have that screenshot somewhere maybe please if you do i need to set it at the chapter art please look for it (laughs) oh god i don't know i don't even know where it would be like it's it's probably 
like somewhere in my archives. Is it either in a hangout between me and you that you only have access to or in an email thread between us? Or it might be on your Imgur page. I can just search for Clarice and my email inbox will probably be there. But anyway, uh, yeah, Power Amp is still good. It's still really powerful, right? Uh, you can still theme it however you want, which is the best part. You can have all these ridiculous, you can look as absurd as you want uh, or as minimal as you want. It's it's pretty good. And it supports like all the formats. It, it plays everything. Like you have weird formats, it plays it. If you're the person who puts flag files on their phone, uh, that's the player you want, possibly. Uh, you used to put flack files on your I phone. I mean, so I'm not judging. Even. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you're the kind of person who who needs to play flacks on, on their phone. Uh, it's not worth it, by the way, really. Uh, just just being, just being from, from a realistic point of view, it's just a waste of space. You're not going to be able to... Like your phone, like like physically, your phone's DAC cannot put out any. So, assuming that there are differences between like an MP3 320 and a FLAC, we don't need that discourse right now. Like, let's <laughs> put that in the garbage for a minute. Assuming there are, the DAC on your phone isn't powerful enough to power it anyways, and you're not going to hear it. I mean, you're probably not even listening to it with the equipment that, like, you're you're probably outside and you're not even really listening to the music. And it's I I don't know. It's I don't think it's really worth it. Uh, you're not going to be able to hear the difference. It's not definitely not worth the space premium that you have to pay if you, if you if you go flack because it's it's not it's not yeah. Uh, what else? I don't think you have anything else because that's that's all the all the iOS apps I can think of that are decent. Well, I guess I will end it. We'll ask you this question then. Do you think that the move from web apps to like phone apps was a good move like do you think that we're in a better place in terms of like using computers and stuff because more stuff is outside of the browser i'm specifically talking about mobile here and not desktop because desktop has ever moved past like the browser but mobile will never like the most you get on mobile right is a react native app right i i like i think has made computing more accessible like that i think that's that's one thing that i don't think people talk about uh mobile has like the the whole sort of mobile revolution, I guess you could call it, uh, has put computers in a lot more people's hands than, than it used to, right? But like computers used to be a lot less inaccessible. They used to be either laptops or desktops, right? And they used to be fairly expensive, uh, non-portable uh, devices. But having them be phones is like, I think, way more like powerful. Uh, and like it's kind of incredible to think about like you have this device that you could access like the internet with right and that is that to me is honestly the most amazing thing like it's not even about the apps the apps are just uh like uh the apps are just like a like a way to get information like it's not really like the thing that I want to talk about it's the, the way that how it, it has made information more accessible right and I think that that is 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 the biggest takeaway I think from mobile apps becoming a thing and mobile in general becoming like a huge uh huge thing uh worldwide uh so christian uh what do you think i think that's still amazing that you can right now buy like a hundred dollar nokia one and while you're not in for the best time and granted you still have to deal with the tracking and all that stuff that google does at the end of the day and I, I'm sorry for saying this, Jake, we're still in a better place, even if we're giving up those privacy, like, problems, right? Like, so, think, like, this. so, 
you you ha- it's either like there because there's no it's not like desktop Linux on phones exists right, and Microsoft's out of the game. So is someone better off having no smartphone or a hundred dollar Nokia phone that at the very least can do all the basics and and can like be used for text and like buying things and all these other sorts of things that we like are essential nowadays and i don't think of it in terms of like a first world perspective i think or sorry the difference between first and third world is a bunch of imperialist bullshit let me rephrase that sentence i don't think of it in terms of like a like this pertaining only to rich countries but more especially when you go out to like places like india or countries where google isn't as prominent but android is right and you have phones that are sold but some of these like cheap phones by Xiaomi or whatever don't come with the Play Store because Google's not that big in that country. And while I know others, they come subsidized by Facebook while they're still running their free basics program. And sometimes with Google back when Android One was a thing. But like take it as a whole, we're still probably better for having these devices in our life, even if Twitter makes you sad and Mastodon makes you grumpy and angry and wanted to like throw your phone in a fire because of another silly discourse. Like all the other shit is good i think also that screenshot you were talking about i didn't find the exact screenshot because apparently it's gone it was on your account and it's not no longer available damn, damn it uh i found the conversation where you talked about it but i, I didn't, didn't find the screenshot to screenshot uh, that conversation <laughs> i don't want to screenshot any old conversations That's, that, that, that sounds like a very bad time that sounds like a way to get clowned upon on mastodon uh, just, me or you who's getting clowned uh, both upon of us, both of us that's, that's me fair it's 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 not a great great time uh to be looking at teenage conversations um just just a heads up it's not it's not good well uh, well i guess so uh to end to end this episode of um like Drake and Futures collab when we were both teenagers. What a time oh, to be alive. Oh god. Why? <laughs> Why? I hate myself so much. Uh, also don't 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 listen to Drake's album. Just just do yourself a favor and listen to something else. Uh and with that. Okay, I'll contact Oh wait, hold on. We, oh yeah, yeah. We we have contact information. We're a podcast. So uh contact at two shades Two shades is where you can find the show notes. Uh Chose to find at tenforward.social and where can people find you, Static? Chris, uh, I can be found out at staticsafe at mastodon.zombocloud.com. That's, that's where you'll find me on, on the Mastodon social network. Uh, you don't find me anywhere else. I don't have a Twitter account, as I mentioned. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, and with that, I think, goodbye. Bye.